Hello and welcome to this audio recording for the weekly Reset Roundup, for research published between the 22nd and the 28th of August 2023. I'm Katrina Pears, the research correspondent for the Emmy Association. There have been six new MECFS studies and 21 new long COVID studies this week. We have highlighted one of the MECFS studies in more detail. Paper 3 is a preprint, meaning it has not been peer-reviewed and the science verified, looking at the dysregulation extracellular vesicle signaling following maximal exercise. Extracellular vesicles, EVs, are nano-sized membrane-bound particles which are naturally released from almost all types of cells. They can transport other molecules, such as DNA, RNA and proteins, between cells as part of intracellular communication, particularly in part of the immune system response. This study recruited 18 females with MECFS and 17 age and BMI matched sedentary female controls. Plasma was taken before, 15 minutes after and 24 hours after maximum cardiopulmonary exercise testing CPET. A variety of advanced methods were used to characterize the EVs as well as their protein cargo, any protein which is carried within the vesicle. A number of complex analysis and comparisons were made in the study. A summary of the findings include Exercise affects the proteins within the EVs differently in MECFS than healthy controls. Changes in EVs following exercise in MECFS were found to correlate strongly to symptom severity. Many differences were seen in the EV concentrations following exercise. At baseline and 15 minutes post-exercise, the MECFS subjects had higher concentrations of circulating EVs compared to healthy controls. The EV concentration in the controls increased significantly at 15 minutes to 24 hours after exercise, whereas MECFS EV concentration was not significantly affected by exercise. 63 EV proteins increased during exercise in MECFS, whereas 178 EV proteins increased in controls. Only 45 of these proteins were found to overlap between the two groups. 15 minutes following exercise, 13 EV proteins had lower abundances and 3 had higher abundances in the MECFS group. Following 24 hours after exercise, only one protein was significantly increased in the MECFS group. The study refers to this as fewer differentially abundant protein DAPs. A delayed increase in the abundance of several EV proteins in response to exercise in MECFS patients were found compared to controls. A range of activated and inhibited biological pathways were also found in MECFS, and these pathways were also found to differ in MECFS patients versus controls at baseline. The DAPs were involved in many pathways and systems, including platelet function, muscle contraction, both smooth and skeletal muscle skeletal protein functions, the immune system and brain signaling. Specific findings relating to the proteins in MECRS included regulated coagulation processes and immune signaling following exercise, impaired EV signaling related to muscle contraction and changes in skeletal proteins correlating to symptoms. Overall, the study demonstrated a highly disrupted EV signaling process relating to proteins post-exercise in MECFS and the failure to respond to exercise at the molecular level. This is an interesting study adding some new findings to the field. It is a shame, however, that as always the sample size is extremely limited. 
A few other things to note about this study. The study was restricted to only females due to the high prevalence in the female sex and also necessary due to the small sample size which would not be able to address gender-related differences as well as reported differences at the molecular level in other studies. But this is also a drawback as we don't know how the results will vary in males. MECFS patients met the Canadian consensus criteria for diagnosis. This study used sedentary controls, which is good, but their activity levels are still likely to be fairly high compared to those of MECFS. This research was performed by a group of well-known researchers in the States, who is led by Maureen Hansen. We have already seen exercise studies combined with metabolomics from some of these researchers in the group, for example, German et al., and glass at L, which we have already covered in our weekly research roundups. This is yet another study which shows that MECFS patients have a different response following exercise at the biological level. Like many of the other previous studies looking at the effect of exercise, this has required intensive CPET to induce the changes. It has previously been found that the average recovery time for patients with MECFS following CPET is two weeks which questions the ethics of this method, especially for use of determining a biomarker. Furthermore, this also limits the research to those who are physically able to complete the exercise challenge. There's a good description of previous work of EVs in MECFS within this paper. We've also covered some of the promising previous research in our research roundup, such as by Bonille et al., as well as work from Carl Moulton's research group. In conclusion, this is a very interesting, if but complex, piece of research which further adds the evidence showing that people with MECRS have a different response to exercise and healthy controls at the biological level. These findings may also play a role in post-exertional malaise experience. Furthermore, this week, you may also be interested in reading paper 5, which is a master thesis, which also looks at using EVs to establish a biomarker for MECFS. Thank you for listening to this audio recording of the weekly research roundup. I shall be on leave next week, so I will be back the week after.